This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. So the Pusik says, Vatetse Dina Basileo. Dina, the daughter of Leah, came out of Shur Yolda Liakov, Lyris of Nozars. Oh, okay. Got one. Sure, Yolda. I sure Yolda Liakov, Lyris of Nozars. The one who was born to Yaakov Avinu to see the girls of the land, to see what was going on among the girls of the land. Now, the Ibn Ezra uses one word to describe what Dina did. Dina went me'atzma. She went on her own. No one forced her out. Her going out was her own decision. She did it on her own. Nobody told her what she should do. Nobody said what she should have. What happened to her was unfortunate, but no one else can be blamed for it. There's no one else that can be blamed for what happened. Rabbi Ephraim says the Rashi tables of the word, liros bivnos ha'aretz, to see the girls of the land is the Rashi tables of Hevel, because what she wanted to see was really nothing. She just wanted to see what was going on. There was nothing more than that. Just Hevel Havon, the way the Kohalas puts it. She just wanted to see the regular things that were happening. And that's it. There was nothing great, nothing crazy about what she wanted to do. The Belzer Rebbe says, when a person wants to look at something, he should think to himself, if there's a mitzvah involved in some way, then I should go see it. And if not, maybe there's nothing involved. Maybe there's nothing that I should be involved with over here. Maybe it shouldn't be done. Although we find in many places that men are told to not look at certain things. It's, I don't know if there's anywhere where we say straight out that women shouldn't be involved in that sort of thing. But says the Belzareba, if it's not a mitzvah, then there's no reason to go, to not be involved with it. And therefore, Dina, although all she wanted to do was Liros Bibnosa, or she just wanted to see the girls of the land, see what was going on outside, since there was not a single bit of a mitzvah involved, therefore it was the wrong thing to do. That's how the Belzer Rebbe puts it, based on the idea of this Rabbeinu Ephraim. That's the Ibn Ezra. That's the Ibn Ezra's idea. She went out, nobody forced, she just wanted to go out and see what happened. The Rashbam says that Yaakov had camped outside the city of Shechem. He wasn't actually in the city of Shechem. He was outside of it, outside of it in some way. And she left that area and went into the city. This wasn't just leaving her house. It was leaving everything around her and the Shvatim who were in the fields, etc. And she went into the city to see what the girls her age were doing. Targum Yonason says also that Dina went out to go see what the girls of the land did. She wanted to learn their laws and customs. She wouldn't feel out of place. When they were around, she didn't want to feel out of place. She wanted to know what was going on. The Maral Diskin, something amazing. He had gotten his daughter a, a golden ear shells of, like a little tiara that she should wear. And on that tiara was a picture of the city of Shechem. And she was so curious. She wanted to know what the city of Shechem looked like. She had never been to the city of Shechem. So therefore, she looked at the city of Shechem, taking off the tiara to go look at what was happening. Yeah, Shalom. I no idea. The Maral Diskin is one of the biggest pleos. This whole Maral Diskin, he's darshning a medrash that says, ear shows up, are you allowed to go out with it on Shabbos? It says, Zedina, and it refers to this. No idea, because it's not talking about Shabbos either, about Dina going on a Shabbos. No clue. If I really wanted to look into that Maral Diskin, I just wanted to quote it because it seems strange. But he gave it the tower, and that's why she went out over here. But the Pirkei Rebbe Eliezer says it was something much more sinister. This was not just an innocent little trip. Shechem knew that Yaakov had a daughter that was very beautiful. Shechem, the owner of the city, the child of the king of the city, Hamor, was in charge of the city. He knew that Dina was there. So he sent some young girls to entice her to come out. He knew that she was going to be at Sadeka. She was going to stay inside and not walk out if he walked by. 
but other people. They played music, they were singing, they were dancing, they were doing things to be able to entice Dina to come out, and eventually she got a lapse in judgment, the way the Pirkei Rebbe Eliezer says it, and she decided to go see what was going on and what was happening with them. That's brought by the Orachayim HaKadosh and many other Achronim that that's what happened over here, and that's why she went out. Tom Vidas points out that it was only girls that came out to entice her, not anything else. But perhaps the music was improper, and that's why it was a bad thing, why she should not have done so, and why what happened to her happened to her, that lapse in judgment happened, says the Tamidas, says for Sternbach, maybe that's why, maybe the music was a little bit off, maybe it was a little bit of a different thing than she should have done. Tosefes Bracha brings out a Gemara Moed Kutten in Tesema Beis that says, Isha bas shisin kabas shis lekal tavlo rahalta. A girl who is 60 years old is the same as a six-year-old. When they hear music, they go running. Maybe the, the Tosefus Bracha asks, where do you get the six-year-old from and the 60-year-old from? Why would you say a 60-year-old is like a six-year-old? And perhaps this is why. There are those Meforshim that say that at this point, Dino was six years old. Only six. It's a Pella. Only six years old. And therefore, she's the six-year-old. Sixty is the definition in Perkyavos of when a person hits elderliness. And this is no offense to anybody who's over the age of 60, okay? This is not, and so Dave, no offense to you, okay? But this is anyone who's over the age of 60. A 60-year-old, which is defined as Zikna, is the same as a 6-year-old that they'll run and go when there are things happening. And that's reference to Dina, possibly, of what we're referring to over here. Ben Shishim Zikna, that's the definition. Maybe that's the reason why we say it that way. Obviously, Dina did something improper, but it seems like the punishment does not fit the crime. What did she do? She walked outside because there were girls playing music, and this is what happened to her? What happened to her with Shechem? That's the result? That sounds crazy. That sounds like something's wrong here. So what clearly sticks out in the Parsha is that it's Dina Bas Leah, as if we've never heard of her before. Dina, the daughter of Leah, Asher Yolda Liakov, who was born to Yaakov who was born to Yaakov. Something's wrong here. We should have learned that from a few prokim ago. Why is this repeated over here? Why in the world is that repeated over here? Now Rashi says the fact that she was the daughter of Leah shows us that she did what she did. Leah was a Yatsunis. This is Rashi's words. Leah was a Yatsunis. Dina was also a Yatsunis because Leah went out Dina decided to go out as well. Now this is a Pella. When did Leah go out? When was she was a person who went out? She went out when she traded the Dudayim, those flowers that Reuven had found in the fields, to Rachel. She gave them over to Rachel, and Rachel traded that night with Leah. Leah went out to get Yaakov to make sure Yaakov would go to her tent rather than Rachel's tent. That's what it means by Yetzanis itself. That seems to have been a breach of Tznias on Leah's part, and therefore Dina was Yetzanis as well. The Dina went out and breached Tznias by doing such a thing. Now in Tziv, says the drush comes from the fact that it should have said vatavo. Think about it. If Yaakov is outside of the city and she went into the city of Shechem, it should be vatavo dina vasleya. It should be vatavo that she came in to the city itself. Why vatetse? Why vatetse in that wording? And the answer is because of this, because she left. She did something which should not have been done. And where did she get that from? She got it from her mother Leah. And that's why it says vasleya and that's the shot behind it.
I guess you could even say the way she said it is that she left the proper protocol for what people used to do in Yaakovinu's house. I guess that's the idea of what we're trying to say over here, which is un- unbelievable, but that's the concept. The Orachayim Kaddish says it's clearly. And listen to what the Orachayim Kaddish says. Had she been the daughter of Rachel, this never would have happened. But because she's the daughter of Leah, therefore she went out. That, it's crazy. As if we're throwing Leah under the bus. What did Leah do wrong? Leah went out to go get her husband because it was, she was right. Yaakov was supposed to be with her that night in her tent. So why in the world was that a bad thing? And then all of a sudden we're saying that this was such a breach of Tznias that her daughter had to be punished this terribly for. Yushami Sanhedrin asks this. And Parak Bey's Halacha Vav says straight out, this sounds terrible for Leah. Was she a Zona, the Gemara asks, v'shoam, that we call her Yatsanis? And the Gemara doesn't really answer it. It says, the Pasuk used the word Batetze, so we use the Lashen bite. But it's still strange. What in the world did Leah do? One could even ask, the Yitzia of Leah was for a Dvar Mitzvah to be together with her husband. Well, Dina was not. How can you even compare the two? You can't say that. Chaim Knievsky says the di- difference is that Dina didn't go out for a Dvar Avera, and therefore they're comparable to one another. But still, that seems to not answer the question entirely. It seems that Leah and Dina both went out for something that's a little bit different. The Be'er even asked it a little bit stronger. In Erev and Dapkuf, we say that a woman who's Tovas Bala Lidvar Mitzvah goes to her husband to have children, will have children like Yisachar, because that's what Leah did. It was a good thing for Leah to do what she did. The Yatsunis aspect of what Leah just did was a positive thing. It came out with Yisachar because of it. The Zohar even praises Leah for what she did. The Zohar says this is the right thing to do. But what's going on here? Gracious Rabbah answers the question, says the Verba There was one thing. Leah went out to Yaakov Avinu, and again, we're dealing with the greatest of the greats. We're not talking about Stam people. We're not talking about ordinary people. We are talking about the greatest of the greats. Nor do I want to get into a whole issue of what Sneas means. I'm a guy, and I don't deal with those types of issues, and I shouldn't, because I don't work for a seminary and never will. So therefore, lean nether, but I, I never will. Right? And in that sense, it seems strange over here that Leah went out, according to the Medrash Rabbah, mikushetes, dressed up and with certain things on to make Yaakov see her in that fashion. Yaakov didn't need those things for Leah's mitzvah to be accomplished. Perhaps, and this is how the Medrash Rabbah says it, and the Be'er Basada says it straight out, it's not mine. Dina went out the same way, dressed up beautifully, similar to the Benosa Aretz, and that's what it means, Liros Bebenos Arts. She didn't go out to find boys. That was not the level of Dina. That's not the level of Leah either. But she went out in a certain way that at that time, for her in her position, should not have done. That was for her the wrong thing to do. And the Nachalas Yaakov says the same. The Be'erba Sutter and the Nachalas Yaakov are both saying seemingly the same thing. The Beratius Rabbah goes even further and Pei Dalit says that Dina showed her arms while with these girls. Perhaps they were dancing. And while dancing, something came up on her arms that led to Shem seeing her and desiring her and doing what he did. The Igret Akala says he learned from the words Vayar Osa Shem, because the word Shem can also mean shoulder, Shechma, her shoulder. He saw that part of the arm near the shoulder, and that was the terrible mistake, based on that voracious Rabbah. Again, these are Midrashim, Midrashim, that are saying she was Mikushetas that she showed part of her arm. The Miam Lois says the rest of her body was completely covered. She was a Tznuah. 
But this part, for some reason, which was not the custom at the time, showed that part of her arm, and therefore, what happened, happened. Dave, what were you going to say? Yeah. I hear it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a connection between the two without a question. There's something. True. Yeah, no, there is. And we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. And we're going right now with the bad and we're going to get to the good. We're going to get to the great. Okay, wait, maybe we should hold on to that because I am going, I'm going to get to the other parts. All of that was the interesting part, the Medrash Rabbah's part of this, saying that there was something wrong in some way, shape, or form of what Dina did. And again, on levels, levels beyond levels beyond levels of what we can understand. Says the Malbim, the exact opposite. Calling Dina Yetzanis like Leah is not a bad thing. The Pusik is being made that Dina didn't do anything wrong. Do not say that she broke a getter of Tznius, that she was a Prutza. She was the daughter of Leah. Later, Leah was a Tznua, and she's a Tznua. Yaakov was a Tznua in his behavior. His, he, her only desire was to see the daughters of the land that she had heard so much about, but she wasn't a Prutza in any way. The Malvim says that's why it's called, like Leah was a Yetzanis in a good way, and everything she did was for good. So to Dina, when she went out, she had good thoughts in mind. Rashi's not trying to knock her down. Rashi's trying to explain that she was a person who always wanted to go out and do great things. The Barbanel says the same. Leah was such a tznua, Yaakov didn't realize it was her until the next morning. Rachel is the one that went out to be a shepherd. Leah is the one that stayed home. Rachel was the Yitzhanis, as we see earlier. She's the one who brought the sheep to the shepherds by the well, not Leah. It seems the opposite, and Yaakov was the same. He's a Yoshev Ohalim. A person who sat at home for 77 years of his life, who never went out. That shows she didn't go out for a bad reason, says the Abarbanel. She was like her parents. He explains that since she was the only girl in the family, and that is an opinion as we'll see, she wanted to know what other girls did, which is so normal, says the Abarbanel. That's what she wanted to do. She's not to be blamed for this at all, nor should her parents be blamed. This is an understanding of how great she is, not in what caused her fall. That's the idea behind it. The Arugas Abosim says the only connection between Leah and Dina over here is because Dina assumed she would be fine because her mother was fine. Her mother did this all the time. She went out and she had no problems. She was an unbelievable tsnua. And she knew that since she was such a tzaddikist, she was unaffected spiritually. And we know the Gemara Baba Kama. By Nechunia Ish Chofer Boros Sichon Aros. Nechunia who went to go out. That nothing bad can happen to you, your children if you're somebody that's, I'd say, an expert in certain aspects. And therefore, because Nechunia was an expert, he was a person who dug pits that people would have enough water. Even though his daughter fell into a pit, she wasn't hurt because of this. Because such things do not happen to such tzaddikim. That's the idea, says the Arug Zabozim. Should the children be hurt? So Dina assumed she could go out and do anything because Leah was such a tzaddikas. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. Nothing bad ever happened to my mom. How could anything bad ever happen to me? That's the idea. And unfortunately, she was incorrect. Dina still had something happen to her because of it. Hold on, hold on. I might be able to answer her, Shlomo, whatever it is, because I still have a bunch that I have to add on to this. The Belzareba says we see in Sfarim that a tzaddik has a tremendous power with his eyes. Tremendous power. By looking at something, 
a tzaddik is able to pull out the kedusha from that object. He's able to see the most kadosh, the things that are the most tummy in the world, and be able to pull out the kedusha and make it kadosh, make it into something unbelievable. Tzaddikim have this power. Other people that try to use it and look at something tummy will become tummy. That makes them tummy. Tzaddikim are able to look at things that are tummy and disgusting. See the greatness and beauty within it. That's Yaakov Avinu. He's Tiferes. The beauty of Yaakov is to see the goodness in everything, even when it seems like it's nothing, even when it seems like there's nothing at all. Yaakov Avinu and Leah had that power. They could go out. They were Yatsanios. When they did go out, they were able, again, Yaakov spent years of his life preparing for this. But when he finally went out, he saw only greatness. He saw everything that he needed to see. Dina was not on that level yet. She wasn't there yet. She assumed she had this power from her parents. And maybe she would in the future. But not yet. She didn't have it yet. Maybe she even went out to look at the girls of the land to bring them up in Milo so they would be future wives for the Shvatim. Maybe that's what she did. Maybe her whole point in going out was to be metaking them, to make balei tshuva, to allow for people to eventually be married to the Shvatim. Because who else were they going to marry? Maybe that's what Dina was doing thinking that there were great people out there, that we can bring it all back. Maybe that would be that. There would be people worthy of being part of the Shvatim in the future, of marrying into the Shvatim in the future. But in the end, it didn't work. It caused Shem instead to look at her. Because again, when you're not ready for this, and you look anyway, says the Belzerebbe, that causes tremendous destruction. And Dina, as great as she was, was not ready to go out at this moment. But because her intentions were positive, and Dave, this goes to what you were saying, because her intentions were positive, she brought the soul of Osnas into this world. Her child with Shechem was Osnas, who married Yosef at Tzadik, who had Menashe and Ephraim, a Tzadikis of a woman who we know nothing about because she barely appears in the Torah. But that comes from Dina. And eventually the soul of Rabbi Hananiah ben Tradion comes from this. The Neshama of Rabbi Hananiah ben Tradion comes from this over here that Rizal says came from this relationship. Because Dina tried, she was L'Shem Shamayim, she just didn't do it completely. But something great still came out for her. The Chassam Sofer says the same thing. He quotes the Gemara in Avodazar Yudzayinim Abayz. Two men, two great Tzedekim said they wanted to walk by a house of ill repute to knock down their Yetzir Hara. And they would be rewarded for doing so. Dina did the exact same thing. She wanted to look at the girls doing their thing and stay away from them. She would say, no, I don't want to be around them. Forget about the Tikkun. That was the idea of the Belzerah. But the Chassam Sofer says she wanted to say no to them. She wanted to see him and said, ah, oh, that's garbage. What do I want to hang out with him? She was challenging herself, giving herself the Nisayon. And then this happened. And she knew that Leah could do such a thing. Perhaps even Rivka Imenu did such a thing. What do you think? Rivka Imenu was pregnant with Yaakov and Esav. And every time she walked by a base medrash, Yaakov kicked. Every time she walked by a house of Avodah Esav kicked. So don't walk by houses of Avodah Why is that a problem? Just don't walk by them. Walk the other way. It's because Rivka Imenu had a job to do, and her job was to help those people who were going there and try to bring them in the other direction. So she still walked by there. Maybe even that, that was her job. Maybe she did that on purpose. And therefore, Leah, Dina, came from a long line of people who worked on making giyorsim and working on people and allowing yourself to stay separate from them completely. The Belzerebbe saying to make giyorsim, to make, ideas, make great people, and according to the Chassam Sofer, to stay away from that, she came from that line, she felt that she would be able to do the exact same thing. The Be'er Ma'im Chaim of Charnowitz 
says Dina wanted to be Megayer, these girls like Sarimenu did, and her intentions were purely L'Shem Shamayim. Just like Leah's intentions were L'Shem Shamayim to have more Shvatim. Again, Yatsanis is not an insult. Yatsanis is a tremendous bracha, a tremendous, tremendous gift. That's what they were trying to do. She knew there were certain Neshamos that were caught in the Klipos, that were not in the Kedusha level they could have been, and she could bring them out, and she felt she could bring them out. What she didn't understand is how they did it. Sorry, Menu did it by staying in the tent. We don't know what that means exactly. But she didn't go out to be Megayer, the, the Nashim, the women. She brought them in and showed them the beauty of her life. And that's why she was a Nashim Ba'ohel. Man Nashim Ba'ohel, Sarah Rivka Rachovaleya. She was that great. Her greatest mida, sorry, Minu, was her tzniyas, her ability to understand what she was supposed to do. And that's what attracted so many followers. Because when a person does it correctly and knows what they're doing, it's impressive. It's not just stam something. It's impressive. It's something great. Yael was the exception, those who know Navi. Yael was the exception. Yael went out to go greet Sistra. Yael had to go out to go meet Sistra. Now, the Be'er Ma'im Chaim says that that shows her greatness. She was able to go out. I would tell you a little differently. Yael was forbidden to her husband for the rest of her life because of what she did to Sisra. She was forbidden to her husband from that point on. There was a, she was a Yatsunist that had that. And I would think that Yael is the perfect example of what happened to Dina, that these things happen if you become a Yatsunist and you do it in a fashion that's not like Arimahos then chas v'sholem, you could watch out. There's something terrible that happened to both Yael and Dina. And perhaps that's what the Torah is warning us. Sari Imenu and Rivka Imenu and possibly Leah were Yetzanios who understood what to do and when, and Dina wasn't there yet. And Yael, I, we don't know. We don't know exactly what happened with Yael. But that's the Baramayim Chaim, a beautiful, beautiful idea. But then we're going in a different direction, but it's still connected. The Kedusha Slevi says an amazing idea. That answers the question, but it's so, it, it's amazing. Bracho, Samachomad Aleph. We say Dina was supposed to be a boy in Leah's stomach. Leah became pregnant with Yosef. And Rachel became pregnant with Dina. And Leah davened, based on the Gemara and Brachos. Leah davened and said, please don't let my sister be less than the Shvachos, than Bila and Zilpa. Allow her, Bila and Zilpa had already had two kids each. Allow Rachel to have two boys just like them. And miraculously, the babies were switched. <laughs> Nowadays, with artificial insemination, we can somewhat understand this. But back in the day, this is almost an impossibility. We don't understand it at all. But the, the way Chazal seemed to say it in the Medrash is literally the babies were switched in the womb. Rachel's child, which was Dina, was placed into Leah. And Leah's child, which was Yosef, was placed into Rachel. Rachel gave birth to Yosef, and Dina gave birth to Leah. Unbelievable. And that's why she's called Bas Leah, says the, the Kiddush's lady. Not because she's the daughter of Leah, which is true, she is. Because Leah allowed her to be born from her. It's through the Tfilos of Leah that we have such a thing. And I don't even know, a, a great rub once told me, and I never checked this up, that this is the only case where the father is still alive, where a child is known as the daughter, the daughter of a woman. Not the son of a woman, that happens, but where a child is known as the daughter of a woman and the father is still alive. Again, I haven't checked up, I have absolutely no idea. But this is the only case that she's known as Bas Leah. There are Ben of a girl, 
There are Ben of a girl somewhere. And there's a bas when the father is not there. But a bas of Leah, in this case, it's the only time. Maybe because Dean only existed because of Leah's tefillos in Leah, the way she was. And that's what caused her to be desired by Shechem. Leah was Yatsanis, who took the boy out of her stomach and turned it into a girl. Yatsanis is not that she went out to do something bad. Yatsanis is she pulled it out from her stomach and allowed her sister to have the boy and had a girl itself. That shows the tzitkus of Leah, not something negative. And in that, I'm going to add one point to it. The Shachalatora, the Shlaha Kaddish, the Miamloes quotes it, the Alshech, the Chida, Panim Yafos, that's the Hafwa, and the Ksav Sofer, all those seven Sfarim, say that's exactly why she did what she did. She was, cont- again, I couldn't say this. If I would say this, I would let you call me an Apikorus, and I would let you throw me out of any base measures in the world. But these Sfarim say, <laughs> we're dealing with the Shachalatora, the Shlaha Kaddish, the Alshech, the Chida, <laughs> we're dealing with powerhouses says, because she was conceived as a boy and then switched to being a girl in Leah's stomach, her root, her shoresh, was a male neshama. She was a boy at heart. You know, they say that you know, they're, they're like tomboys, like a girl is a tomboy. This was literally a male neshama. It changed while she was in the womb. But she remained that way deep down, and therefore she was a yatsunist like any other boy. She wanted to get out. She couldn't do what other girls found easier to do at the time. She had something different. She had no reason to think that something terrible would happen to her. Even if she would be seen, she had 11 other older, stronger brothers who were there who would protect her, and that was well known. She never assumed something like this would happen. But because she had that shoresh, this was the result. That's crazy unbelievably crazy, but an unbelievable idea. And because of this connection to Yosef, adds the Chida, it makes sense that the daughter from that relationship, Dina and Yosef are so interconnected, the daughter of that relationship, Osnas, ended up marrying Yosef. And I know nowadays we'd say that's ridiculous. How could that be? We don't usually marry our nieces, our nephews. This is the line that says, I guess back in the day, this became the norm or this was something that was the norm to do. Says the Chidah, that connection allowed it to be. And finally, the Chsam Sofer in Taurus Moshe says, that's the reason why Ruvain didn't fight for Dina while Shimon and Levi did. Shimon and Levi considered it their brother. Shimon and Levi said, their sister, I'm sorry. Their sister, this is our sister. How could we not fight for our sister? But says the Taurus Moshe, the Chsam Sofer in Taurus Moshe, Ruve knew it was never Dina. The real brother is Yosef. And that's why Ruvain was never Choshev. He never considered, it's amazing, never considered, so crazy, Yosef to be the Bechor of Rachel. Because he's not. Yosef is the seventh son of Leah. And Dina is the firstborn daughter of Rachel. I saw it was switched, it was switched. But Reuven considered it that way, and therefore he never considered Yosef the Bechor. He didn't consider Dina his full sister, because she was really from Rachel, and therefore he didn't have as strong as a connection as Shimon and Levi did. This is the Chsam Sofer in Torah's Moshe. This is absolute, unbelievable stuff. This is just, I, I, I couldn't make, if I would make this up again, I would allow you to throw me out of a base medrash. But that's what the Torah's Moshe says. He was incorrect. We go after Leda, not the conception. And therefore she was born from Leah. She's Leah's child. But nonetheless, it's there. And don't think that I'm totally off about this. According to one opinion, Dina ends up marrying Shimon. 
Dina is taken away from Shechem and Shimon marries her. How is that allowed? How in the world is that allowed? We can answer up the Achosisha from different mothers or whatever it is. How in the world could Shimon marry Dina? They're from the same father and the same mother. Because Shimon would have held, according to this idea, Shimon would have held that Dina was technically Rachel's child, even though she was born from Leah, and therefore she would have been mutter because it wasn't a full child, and back before the Torah, a half-sister, half-brother could marry each other. That's a, it, it, It's mind-boggling that that's the halacha that we go from there. Hold on a second. Dave, yeah, a question. Yeah, in, in a way, but I, I, again, I can't say that, and we can't say that. We'd have to find that somewhere, but clearly that's the indication. I just didn't, I didn't find that straight out. Right, and I know there's someone that says, I just didn't see it like straight out. I know there's someone that says that's why it was Mesalsal, Besairo, etc. But I, again, I can't say it without knowing exactly where it says it, but the assumption is that these acronym slash early Akron, whatever, would say the same. But yeah, what's the other question? Don't bring it up. It's a different issue. I, I, I know. I know it's a different issue. I, I didn't want to bring it up. It was just brought up by somebody. Yell's a different issue. Yell's a different issue. For sure it was an Ones. For sure it was an Ones. The Medrash says that they had to drag her out of there, but I don't know what that means. That, that's something that's a little bit beyond us. That's, I don't know, but that, that, that's something else. We will get to something. And Shlomo, what were you going to say? Um, according to the thing I remember Shlomo is right, that, uh, that's how Shimon was able to marry Dina. Yeah. It's almost the exact opposite of what she tells her, that he was the one, he and Levi that were the ones. Uh-huh. They felt an affinity and then married. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. It's strange. It is unbelievably strange. But where's the hatter? That's the only hatter. Which means, even though he felt an affinity, he felt an affinity because they were children from the same father. But nonetheless, they weren't full brother-sisters. Strange beyond anything. Okay, Balaturim takes this in a different direction. Now, this is a very, very strange thing as well. He says the word Bibinos appears twice in Tanakh, over here and by Shimshon, because Yaakov didn't want to give Dina to his brother Esav as a wife and hid her in a box so he wouldn't see her. He was punished that when she went out to go see the girls at land, she was taken forcibly by Shechem. Rashi mentions this earlier, that the whole reason he hid Dina in a box, it says that the 11 children, Achada, Soryul, Adov, where's Dina? Where's Dina, says Rashi? She was hidden in a box so Esav wouldn't see her beauty. And he was punished for this, that that's why Shechem took her. The Balaturim says it over here as well. This is brought by the Moshe of Zikanian, by the Rabbeinu Ephraim, by the Balitosis. They all bring it. Everybody brings this idea. Yaakov made a huge mistake in hiding her, they say. And that's why this happened. Brought by the Medjrab as well. Do you see where we're going now? Well, up until now, we've been saying Leah is the issue. Or maybe Leah is the, oh, the tikkun, something great. Now we're telling you that Yaakov was the problem. Yaakov, and that's why it says in the Pasuk, Asher Yolda Yaakov. She was born to Yaakov because Yaakov was the issue. That we bring up the med- the Pasuk in Eo, Vav Yadalud, Lamas Mareu Chesed. You hold back Chesed from your friend. Right? This is what happens. This is what happens. She could have been married to someone with a bris milah beheter. And by the way, time out. There's a machlok is whether Esav had a bris milah. But regardless, now she's going to be illeg- illegitimately married to an arl. That's going to be the result. Instead, there's going to be an arl involved. The Miam Loez said Dina had the ability to be metakein her uncle Esav. 
she had that ability. She wasn't given the opportunity. Later, she married Eov, and she turned Eov into a God-fearing man who was a tzaddik, who was a tzaddik. She may have been able to do the same thing with Esav, right? And, and that maybe because there was such kedusha that she had, and such kedusha within Esav, she would have been able to pull it out, right? Like the bear, Chaim said, she was going out to try to be Metak, and she could do that with Esav itself. Although Leah had cried for years, don't put me in Esav, I don't want to be married to Esav, I don't want to be married to Esav, she cried for years, ruining her eyes from it. That was Leah, because Leah was the daughter of a Russia, and therefore somewhat susceptible, says the Miamloes. But Dina was the daughter of Leah and Yaakov. She grew up together with these two great tzaddikim. She would have helped. She would have helped Esav. So what should he have done? Don't put her in a box, says the Miamloes. Daven to Hashem that she should have her right zivug. Don't hide her away and hope that Esav doesn't see her. That didn't work out well for Avram Vino and Sarah and Mitzrayim. Don't do that. Instead, Davin and say, HaKadosh Baruch please, I want my daughter Dina to marry somebody different, not Esav. And then maybe that could have swayed Esav to be different. Or maybe he should have just allowed it to happen. If HaKadosh Baruch wanted Esav to marry Dina, it would have happened. That's the problem. And when we see Tekla, page 107, says the truth is, Leah was the actual Zivug of Esav. And the only reason why she didn't marry Esav is because she davened and davened and cried and cried and cried and she changed her Zivug. Right, that Zivug Rishon, Zivug Sheni. She changed her Zivug. Therefore, it's almost as if Yaakov Avinu stole the wife of Esav. So he had to pay it back. Dina was the payback. But he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And therefore, he's blamed for not doing so. Look at this. We have another punishment of Dina. Something happened to Dina because of what Yaakov Avinu did. Tiferes Yonason explains why he did it. He says he didn't give her to Esau because he knew she was conceived by Rachel. Remember that same words. Conceived by Rachel and placed in Leah through her tfilos. Therefore, she wasn't really Leah's daughter. And because she wasn't really Leah's daughter, therefore, it's not making up for Leah. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Right? And therefore, not shy to Esau. He was incorrect. Since we hold again, being born from someone makes you their child. And therefore, he was punished. It's unbelievable. Just a connection to what we said above. And Rolochan and Wasserman ask, how do you expect Yaakov to do such a thing? You would give your child to a Russia because she might be able to be metakin him? She might be able to do something great? Are you kidding me? He brings up Artanur. The Yaakov was even afraid that it would happen and that Esav would become a tzaddik from it. He didn't want that to happen. Unbelievable. Says Rolochan and based on a Rambam in Paragdalad of Hilchos Tshuva. There are certain Rishayim that it is mutter to hold them back from doing tshuva because of their terrible sins. Certain Rishayim, when they do something so bad, don't deserve to have the opportunity to do tshuva. Yaakov may have felt that Esav was on that level from what he had done, and therefore didn't want Dina marrying him and turning him around, and therefore Paskin that he couldn't and hid Dina from it. And again, the way the Miyam always says it, but he should have davened. Instead of hiding her, he should have davened. Yaakov, let me just, uh, Shlomo, let me just finish this off. So the Medrash Rabbah, I mean, this goes on. The Medrash Rabbah has other reasons why Yaakov is punished. They're brought down by the Medrash Rabbah. There's Harach of Dover by the Amek Dover and the Nitziv. The bottom of it, he brings down a huge piece over there. Rabbeinu Bechaya says it was based on certain words that Yaakov had said to love and in Gaiva. Yaakov Ruveni number 125 talks about this. And the Miyam Lois brings another two reasons that are brought down all by the Medrash Rabbah and the Yafei Torah. Each one of them. But obviously we have a problem, right? Why would Dina be punished for something that Yaakov himself did wrong? Doesn't that sound strange? Yaakov himself did something wrong, so therefore Dina is punished? That's going to be your punishment? How could that be? Tiferes Yonason, Rabbi Yonason Ibshit says that after Yaakov fought the Malach, he was hit in the leg 
and that hinted that he would have, number one, there would be a difficult time supporting Torah learning. Baruch Hashem and Arij has improved dramatically. But it's also different. Yaakovin was on the level of a malach right now, and he could not feel pain in the same way that other people do. So the malach affected him in the future through his children, thus the legs of a person, what comes out from a person, so to speak, that they would have a tremendous Yetzirah and suffer because of that. Dina had a Yetzirah that made her want to go out because the Malach hit Yaakov Avinu in that area, showing that his children would eventually want to go out, to walk out. That was the idea behind it. And therefore, it's, it's one of those things where we understand children are born based on what their parents have done, and whether that's good or bad, sometimes that leads to a punishment that nobody wants to get, that nobody wants to have. That's sometimes what happens to a person. Rabbi Yonasson says, you can't say that it's entirely on the parents, but it's not entirely on the child as well. There's something that the child is within them they might not even understand that stems from the parents. And if they work hard, they can work on it, they can improve it, and sometimes there's nothing you can do. That's the idea behind it. The Be'er Yosef has a tremendous idea behind this, but we're going to skip it for right now. The end idea that we're going to send over here, again, the lesson to be learned, how parents should be able to treat their kids, says Tom Bedas, is to help out where your children are going and what they're doing. Says we're Sternbach. The lesson over here is you had shepherds for your sheep, watching the sheep and making sure wherever they went, you had somebody there. Again, we're not trying to... to to knock out Yaakov Avinu and his parenting or the, the Imahos. The lesson for us is, is that when you have shepherds for your sheep, you should have shepherds for your kids as well. There should have been somebody watching out for the kids and making sure that wherever they were going was a place that was good according to everybody. And when you have your sheep being taken care of, but not your daughter, that gets to be a dangerous world. That can be something dangerous for everybody. Always knowing what's going on in your kids' lives. A guy came up to me once and said to me, what would you do if your kid told you, right, that X, Y, and Z? And I'm just like, if I didn't know that my kid was going to tell me that, he just came up to me and shocked me, that's my own fault. That's my own fault for not knowing that. How could I not have known that? And my kid is shocking me by telling me that he's done X, Y, and Z. That's my own fault. How in the world am I not involved in my kids' lives that much where I can know such a thing? The Chidah says, the Chidah goes on about this, the Victor Miller goes on about this, Naim Torah goes on about this. I believe now they're in the next, the, the short share that I usually put on afterward, the five-minute share. I'm going to try to go through one other thing that this has to do with that's truly amazing, unbelievably remarkable. Oh, if, we only, if we only knew our own power, if we only knew what we could do as parents for our kids, and that's, I think, the true lesson of what happened here with Dina and with Shem. Have a good Shabbos, everybody.